everybody. Welcome to the new Music Conversation podcast right behind us. I'm your host, Brandon Daniel, of the Seattle band BD and the Sheiks. Today, I get to talk to Molly Sides, an upcoming artist from a group in Seattle called Thunderpussy. Now, Molly is uh, one of those artists who expresses through her physical movement just as much as she does musically. And if you've seen them live, you already understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you should go check it out. They are working on a new record. I have a little bit of their music to share with you. Uh, We're going to get to hear from them in a song called Fever on the way into this conversation. But Molly was a really interesting gal. We got through uh, our conversation very quick. Some of these people just move in conversation and then that's the best way to put it for molly so here we go let's get into it fever from thunder pussy I mean, yeah, like we've been, we've been, you know, somewhat on the same, wow, really, yeah, um, we're pretty much on the same circuit as y'all, um, for some reason we haven't played a show together. I know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this was a a busy, similar to you, it was a busy and pretty profitable summer, no touring though, just, just all local festivals and yeah. You know, speaking of which, I saw that um, you guys are going to do Sasquatch. I know. Which I'm envious of. I didn't even oh get a God. call. <laughs> here. It's so weird. I'm like, oh, here. No, I can move to you. Okay. I just moved the chair out of the way. Um, I know. I'm really excited. Go ahead and throw on the, the headphones because okay. I just hit record and we oh, go. Sweet. Oh, my God. Off. Just like that. Yeah. Just <gasps> conversation. Okay. Candid. <laughs> I like it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. We are playing Sasquatch. I went to the announcement party last night. Uh-huh. Charles Bradley is one hell of a perf- I mean, just man. Yeah. He's a lover. Yeah. He is a lover. I want. I saw that and I'm like, oh, I gotta get him on the show. So yeah. we'll see if that happens. I had never seen him perform. Mm-hmm. His band, the um, Charles Bradley and the Incredibles. Mm-hmm. The. I'm. Incredible. Uh, shoot. Isn't Anyways. there a Charles Bla- Bradley Adams too? Probably. Different artists. Yeah, yeah, different artists. Yeah. Um. Oh man, but his band—they were spot on. Mm-hmm. There's something really magical about watching people. They know their in- like their instruments are like one with their bodies. Right. You know. Right. And you're just watching them. There's no. Um, even if there's a hiccup or like a you know yeah. a mistake or something, I mean you never want the audience to know, but 
uh, there's something about a ma- the mastery of like Charles Bradley or like yeah. you know he you could tell he got like caught in his shirt like his sequins <laughs> which I hear oh. he hand, hand stitches his outfits <laughs> <laughs> or like you know extra wow. extra bedazzles them but he you could tell he got stuck in his shirt but he just kept going with it like uh-huh. it's it like uh, oh I love this man but yeah his uh, his whole band they were just unbelievable mm-hmm. just watching them and like they just get so they just groove with their instruments and uh-huh. I don't know it's something you don't see that all the time no I know what you mean um, but I, honestly uh, my first experience with with your group and, and Thunderfussy was seeing you guys perform live at yeah where did you see us la- not this not summer 2015 summer 2014 at the come on the bar that had its festival annually oh Linda. Linda's Fest Linda's Fest yeah yeah that was our third show I think right oh my god yeah. which was like you had been shot out of a cannon because <laughs> I mean, I was there <laughs> with uh, Aaron Schroeder and Nils from Rose Windows at oh, the time, and mm-hmm. and we all had the same reaction, which is like, you guys just looked <laughs> like you'd been doing this for, you know, five, ten years already, and, yes. you know... Well, I mean, we have. Yeah. And as you said, it was, it was your third show, so it was like, where did these guys or girls come from, yeah. you know? Yeah. We... Yeah, I guess I get to play music with like my bestest friends, and they're killers. Yeah, yeah, and they're also talented, hard well, hardworking and talented, mm-hmm. and uh, unique. Like mm-hmm. we all have such different influences, mm-hmm. so it was cool coming into the room for the first time. Like, you know. Finally making it a time that was like, okay, hey, how about we uh, actually rehearse? Mm-hmm. We got a space. Like, we locked down a space. Let's all meet in the same spot and see what happens. Or so it started with ideas. friendships yeah. before it was ever like, hey, let's play music together. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, and then it, it's just been fun ever since. I mean, of course you have your moments where you're like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You are not understanding what I'm saying or... Um, but that's like that in any relationship. Yeah. It's like, are you listening to me? Are you really listening to me? <laughs> or am I... I don't think I hear you correctly. Can Did I you? say, especially coming from like a female dominant household, that's particularly true of women. <laughs> are you listening to me? No one in my band ever listens to me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> They're all guys. They're trying, too busy trying to talk over me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel there's such a difference too talking with somebody and talking mm. at somebody and I think that that's where a lot of um, problems come yeah. like here's your therapy session for the day now that is the problem oh there's some like <laughs> new statistics that show that we're only listening like 35% of yeah. the time because even if we do think we're listening we're thinking of what we're going to say next right. which is I mean I'm definitely guilty of that Yeah. but this show even though I'm still not that great of a listener mm. has made me such a better listener, listener yeah. because you're the subject matter uh-huh. <laughs> weird <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's interesting it's like a whole new level of listening that we it's, don't practice yeah i was actually thinking about this today because um so i teach i, I dance mm-hmm. but i also teach like pilates and um, oh. i'm just a, a movement-based person like 
just even when I speak music, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it through my body, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't necessarily always know or have the correct vocabulary for music and you know but um I was thinking about it today how fascinating our bodies are I mean every day I think about that but but I was teaching this morning and I'm watching the mechanics of this woman's body and her joints kind of screw into each other and kind of pull away from each other and how today was different than two days ago Mm. because of the listening process of Oh, if you take a breath here and you pull away from here and, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know, it, just how our bodies listen and how they engage and that, yeah, bodies speak louder than words, obviously, but you're right. Our and, actions and do the way mm-hmm. muscle memory yeah. triggers yeah. responses in the body that are, will take it to a new level. I used to yeah. teach, I used to teach Bikram yoga. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. dang. I was actually teaching at 18. Psh, I do you still do yoga? It's weird. A little bit. I have a friend's place here in town. She's a mm. former colleague. She owns a three studios called Breathe. And uh, there's one here in West Seattle, South Lake Union, and Capitol Hill. Oh, yeah. Where's that one? The Capitol Hill one? Yeah. It's right on Madison. Right on, like, mm-hmm. 23rd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's new. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There. Oh, that's... I mean, if you want to do hot yoga, that's a badass place to do it. Cause yeah. she's, she's cool. She's kind of kind of melding everything together, too. She's yeah. not doing straight at Beakroom anymore. That's cool. I'm not a big yeah. Bikram person. I don't think a lot of people are anymore. Yeah. I'm not. I just don't like the like hundred degrees. Uh-huh. It's like when I get really hot, I think yeah. I get like super frustrated. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you know, common. my body's like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna fucking pass out right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Am I, I love students like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My first class, my first Bikram class, I remember leaving, and I was. I mean, one, I'm like hot and. Mm flushed and I can just my I'm sweating out of every pore and I can just feel like my eyes swelling up and I'm like am I gonna fucking cry right now what the hell is going on and I was like an hour later though didn't you feel oh I felt great like a newborn baby yeah Yeah. like I shed some skin you know yeah I did like 60 days like a year ago but I haven't done any more since then I just do like cross train or whatever just to stay vain but uh, <laughs> but yeah. but I, I do miss that feeling. I imagine you can get it at Pilates too. It's just like when you've really done the ultimate workout and you yeah. just feel like a new person. Yeah. Or engaging a different muscle mm-hmm. and being like, oh shit, I had no idea that I was... That was there. Like releasing all the weight on my right side or something. Right. Like, a, what? Push more through your left and then let's go with that hit. Yeah. Like, you know, every day it's like a little magic trick or something well um one thing i always like to to get into um with your background is um when did you start playing music when did you discover that you were musical Mm. was it like a childhood thing um yeah i mean i always sang Mm -hmm. i sang in church choir what kind of church i went to um my family's italian catholic Uh uh-huh Italian <laughs> um, and so I went to Our Lady of the Snows growing up I hated church mm. but I loved choir and I actually liked CCD it's like the after kids program you know mm. you learn about God but um, I was just there to eat pizza really but that was cool <laughs> <laughs> um, No, so I, I sang in church choir and my teacher actually her name is Mary Poppin 
No without way. the S. No way. The S. She is a beautiful. You know those teachers where you just you immediately click and you understand. Like even as a child, I just kind of I looked up to her. I admired her, but it wasn't. It was her whole personality. It was the way she interacted with kids, with people, and she she just her big heart just mm. out here. But um, yeah. So I studied under her. And then I was a musical theater kid. Oh. Uh-huh. That That's, makes sense. That was one of, I was one of those. Yeah. Um, I, went, I used to go to a camp called Camp Little Laugh. <laughs> Cathedral Pines. And I grew up in Idaho. But um, oh, okay. I went there every summer. So I, you know, sing. You do a little dancing. You act. And you write plays. And you do mime. And... Who knew there were Italians in Idaho? No. <laughs> Well, no, my mom, my mom, we moved there. My, my, actually, my family's mostly in like California and Akron, Ohio. Like my aunts, my aunts. I guess Ohio makes more sense because it's just closer to the East Coast. East Coast, yeah. Um, I actually have some of the documents I spent, side note, I spent um, like three hours in the genealogy library in Salt Lake. Cool. Um, And... I found out so much history on my mom's side. And, like, I have all, all the documents of when, you know, my my grandfather moved from Sicily over to New oh, York cool. and then over to Akron and all of the their old paperwork. Anyways. My wife is part Sicilian, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And they thought they were... <laughs> the family name was Grady, so they, they all thought Grady. they were... Yeah, well, but, you know, they were escaping mm. Sicily, so they changed their names to an Irish name when they got here, so gotcha. they would be... So they wouldn't be they Italian, or yeah, they wouldn't be Sicilian. Sicilian. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous thing at the time. Yeah. My uh, my grand, my great-grandfather, he miswrote his... their names. Oh, really? So I had a hard time finding their information. But oh. when I did, I was like, oh my God, look at all of my yeah. like great aunts and uncles. And... Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you have those aha moments and you're like, oh my God. And you immediately feel connected to something yeah. different. What about your dad's side? My dad's side is... Well, they're uh, Irish and American. Like Chicago, like, my like dad Irish was, and some like Irish and whatever else yeah. comes out of yeah. um, Chicago. Yeah, exactly yeah. the yeah. Chicago mix. Sure. Um, yeah, but there, I'm not as connected with them. But yeah, it was yeah. kind of like that. My dad's yeah. I mean, connected with my dad, but the, the his side of the family was not a priority yeah. to anyone. So. Well, it's funny because actually, my oldest sister is she converted to Mormonism when oh, she wow. was really young. And, um, she, she was the one that really introduced me to our heritage and our family tree, mm-hmm. but she made this book actually one year. This was one of my favorite gifts. She made a book of our family tree, our pedigree charts, photos, timelines wow. that go back like 20 generations. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, it's like this thick. Yeah. And pictures of people that you're like, oh my God, I look like that person. Yeah. But from, you know, 16 something or whatever. Right. I don't know. Um, but, she, yeah, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but. 
No, I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, oh, yeah, but she sent me that, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is incredible. That's unbelievable. I have all this information on my dad's side, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about my mom's side, and I feel the most connected to them because there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. and they're, I'm sure you know them. They're all full of life and yes. like interactive and yeah. talkative, and um, they are really good at staying connected. Um, <laughs> Family is but, pretty much everything yeah. to the to the Irish and the Catholics. I'm Irish Catholic. Oh, it's the same loud thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same loud, <laughs> boisterous, different yeah. kind of loud. It's the same. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so yeah, then I started to kind of investigate more of the my mom's side, and I just can't really remember right now most of my dad's stuff. But anyways, yeah, he is. Yeah. I only have one aunt on his. Like he had one sister. And, mm-hmm. His parents were long gone before I was born, and mm. so anyhow. Were your parents getting back to your childhood? Were your parents uh, together the whole time? No. No. Mm-mm. My parents divorced when I was in third grade. Oh. And then, um, yeah, and yeah, but we have such a big family too. I mean, my dad was married when he was really young, like mm. in nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and. And then they had three kids, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then divorced, and then my dad left, remarried, whatever. And then my mom was married and had my sister Lacey, and then um, our father passed away before she was like a year old, and then my mom and dad met and had my brother Joey and I. Oh, so then okay. Lacey, Joey, and I all grew up together in Idaho. So you're the and youngest then, of yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Me too. But like... Of six, but three really. Oh, you know what uh, I yeah, mean? right. Okay. Like we're all, we're all we yeah. all stay. We're all pretty close. That's but, fun though. Yeah, but loud. Everyone's so different too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. You have three siblings or two other two, siblings. Two older sisters. Oh and, wow. Yeah, and it's um. I don't know. I think there's something about being the youngest yeah. that drives you into being the entertainer of the family. Yeah. Keeping people on their toes. <laughs> Watch I, me. <laughs> I just find that I, I just find that I have I have a lot in common with plenty of people, of course, but I find that I have a lot in common with the youngest. In fact, now in my band, like everybody's the youngest. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And even the previous generation of my band was the same way. I have no idea what's driving that. No. It hasn't always been that way, but I find that you know. Yeah. How long have you guys been a band? Sheiks, uh, I guess like four years, hmm. maybe a little bit over, yeah, like four and a half. And you've kind of... We've gone through one tri- band member change, yeah. but we've gone certainly through a lot of musical evolution. Yeah. But That's important though. Yeah, I it's, think. it can't be avoided. Yeah. It just comes out of personality and place. And influence. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, right. place. Uh, right. But I don't mean place like Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I mean like place like where you are. Are yeah, 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 yeah. Spirit, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and definitely, yeah, definitely influence is like the number one factor in where in in that uh, yeah. outside of emotion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Styles change. Uh, we just suffered the loss of David Bowie yesterday, and uh, <sighs> it kind of feels like a. Losing the north on the compass. Yeah, I know. What an like incredible, oh man, 
Wow. Uh, our, my friend Cheryl said the other day, she goes, David Bowie is art. <laughs> Him, I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. It, it, thinking about his timeline and then the way he yeah. left, you yeah. know? Oh my god. You know, it, it's funny, every time someone significant like that dies, though, I don't feel like I have anything significant to say about it. Yeah. It's just a feeling. Yeah. A yeah. loss, you know? Yeah. It's one of those. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'll know, I'll know exactly where I was, like, when I, when I heard it. Or, you know, it, it, when something monumental like that happens, mm. you're immediately put in your place like where you are what's happening how you're feeling um and then those are the unforgettable moments of your the spot that you're at when you hear news that's absolutely true i mean there's a this well and david bowie's songs have had that effect on me yeah you know like i can like were you saying that before this the point culminated is like I was imagining different songs and what I associate them with mm-hmm. from... Because I can do that. I can picture that with David Bowie songs. Yeah. That's... Yeah. You know, like the first time we heard Ziggy Stardust or Changes or... You know, yeah. Let's Dance. Let's Dance or, goes way back for me in vivid memory because it's like... That song came out the year I was born. So I think I was freaking out to that song when I was like three. Yeah. <sighs> I... I'm also just a, a big fan of his films, mm. and like, I recently watched, or uh, I guess it was a couple years ago, I watched The Hunger for the first time, and it kept coming up, and I was like, why haven't I seen this yet? <laughs> and then I watched it, and it really blew my mind. But well, you yeah. you you went to um, you went from Idaho to. Seattle for Cornish? Yeah. So you came out when you were 18, 19? Yeah, I moved out here. I was 17. Okay. Or I had just I just turned 18. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so I went to school. I came out here to go to school for dance and then, and music, and... Did you start I dancing th- in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what kind of, I mean, what got you into that? Well, I think I had been studying theater and musical theater for so long and I went to my first jazz class <laughs> with jazz hands and all <sighs> and I was, think I was in 7th or 8th grade and I was like you know what I like this I think I want to do more of this and then I just kind of enrolled in ballet modern dance and modern was the big thing for me. I was like, oh my God, I'm really able to express myself. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I ended up going to a dance intensive where I met the chair of the dance department and she asked me to come audition and I did and I got in, which was a good thing because it was the only school that I applied to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then I moved out here and I had been coming, I had come out here a couple times before and I always really liked Seattle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then, you know, I met, like, a whole nother family here. Mm. I met my, some of, like, my bestest friends here. I met Lena in chorus class, 
actually it was Lena, Mary Lambert, and um, Caroline Corcoran and I that were holding down the, the alto section. Cool. And um, yeah, we all we all got really close in that class. That was funny. So <laughs> were they all? Me, so art were was everybody from uh, Thunder Pussy a, a Cornish student Mm-mm. at one time? Just no. Lena and I. Okay. Um, so that's where we met. Then Whitney and I met through her, a friend of hers, and Leah. We I had met through different shows and mm. just through music, mm-hmm. and then really got to know her at Dobe two years ago, That's three Dobe. three years ago. Dobe, Dobe is up um, on Orcas Island. Oh really? Dobe Music Festival. Oh rad. Am I wrong? Orcus? I've never heard of is that. It or- really? Yeah. <gasps> you gotta go. Yeah, I love Orcas Island. Well, and Dobe is beautiful. Yeah. It's a really... It's a really nice spot because, I mean, one, you could go there alone mm-hmm. and, you know, stay... You can camp there or stay in one of the little cabins or whatever. But just just to be there in solitude is mm-hmm. a really nice... Uh, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful over there. And then they have the music festival, which huh. is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always a good group of people. Like, it's people that really want to be there. They, uh, everyone's interacting and shaking each other's hands and meeting new people. And everyone's mm. just really friendly. It's not like, I'm getting fucked up and I'm, <laughs> I fucking hate you. I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's how your experiences are at other festivals. <laughs> I, 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 I avoid festivals. And unless I'm, it always sounds pretentious, but I think I've talked to enough musicians who feel the same way at this point. It's like, unless I'm playing them, I'm not there. Because yeah. I can't, I'm not a crowd person. Yeah. Like, I have no problem being in front of one. I can't be in it. Though. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I should get over that, but. No, I mean. I feel like I'm being further into it. <laughs> I kind of, I feel like that too, actually. I'm, I love. I love people. I love mm-hmm. meeting new people, but there's there's a time and a place. Like mm-hmm. festivals sometimes when they're like thousands and thousands of people, the the courteous act of being a human is lost, I think. Mm. You know, because it there are different focal points. Like I I need to be at the front of the stage. I have to be right there and then people get really pushy and aggressive and like and if people, you know, different substances are mixed into this little cocktail, yeah. like, the emotions start to fly and, like, whether it be aggression or sadness or unbelievable um, joy and... Yeah. Um, but I feel like you see the extremes of people in really tight bubbles. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is. Like, just talking to you about it just made me think of, what what is it in it? And I think it might be just that it always makes me feel like... Um, not always there, I've, there's been the exceptions, but like most of the time when I'm in a, a crowd, it just feels like everybody's not important. Yeah. And I know the entertainer doesn't mm-hmm. feel that way from stage. Cause you feel like, you know, the whole audience is like one big heart. That's very important to yeah. you. But, but as an audience member amongst other audience members that pa- tightly packed in, you feel very like without rights. Yeah. You know, that's a good balance. way to put it, I think. Yeah, because uh, people are, are so unaware, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and to be in the center of that is, 
a little off-putting. I'm like, oh my like, God, this yeah. is so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, But yeah, being in front of, I'm like, oh, please come join. Mm-hmm. But I, I do have to say when we played some shows and I've, I've seen people get a little more hostile or aggressive mm-hmm. in the audience, it really puts me off. And I'm like, hey, because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not an aggressive person. Mm-hmm. And when I see people starting to like, mosh or you know which is totally fine like there's a time and a place for that at certain shows but when we're playing i'm like i don't i just don't even think that our songs are right like well there is a there's a raw energy (laughs) for sure for sure a raw power to you know whitney's riffs oh yeah and you know and maybe and that's maybe that's her energy that she Mm -hmm. because she loves that like she's a pit person she likes to get in the middle (laughs) of it all Uh, right up to the front she's like come on get up here and i'm like i am i'm a-okay this vantage point like i can see and i'm not gonna get like elbowed in the face right Right. now but she is you're more like she's like free wild crazy and i'm like (laughs) i'm like free wild in the back you know yeah 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 yeah. but she probably puts off that too on the stage like like let's fucking do this she she puts off tough for sure in a way that i haven't seen um in a while and and (laughs) and and can i say in in contrast and i mean this in the best way possible for lack of a better better comparison it's like you're the tinkerbell on stage you know (laughs) (laughs) this this you know uh again raw power you know type music is just coming at you and yeah and it's it's fantastic but it was it's completely surprising like you said the 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 blend yeah the mix of what you all bring oh yeah and we're all so different Uh, yeah we're everyone just different dynamic yeah like they have different dynamic edges of their skin I don't know if that makes sense alright guys now is the time when we tell you about our sponsor today Blumenstein Audio check out Blumenstein Audio for the ultimate fidelity single driver speakers subwoofers and audio accessories for music lovers Blumenstein is delivering a new line of killer speakers like the paired speakers the Marlin, their full range unit the Triton, and their Benthic bass unit. They've handcrafted their entire line here in Washington State since 2006 from bamboo and birch woods. They're noticing you guys popping into their website and purchasing and they want to thank you with a 10% discount on your order when you enter the promo code BD for Brandon Daniel on checkout. Just go to Blumenstein Audio. That's B L U M E N S T E I N Audio.com. All right, back to Molly. When did you start writing lyrics? Was it for the group or was it previous to that? You know, so I had, I was also in a band called This Bitch Don't Fall Off for a while with uh-huh. um, four wonderful men. Who I adore, um, and I had been writing. I just I write. Mm. I love to write. I like journal. to journal. Um, so I like to pull from journal entries or from, you know, right before I go to bed or something. Which is usually I don't know about you, but I usually have a melody or something that comes to me right <laughs> as I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was like, I'll remember. I'll, I'll definitely oh. remember that. 
And you wake up and you're like, da da da, brushing my teeth. Da, da. Oh shit, what was that? I know, I had an idea. Yeah. It's gone. It's yeah. lost. Um. But anyways, I've been writing for a while, um, but really finishing songs mm-hmm. <laughs> started because of this and because of Whitney. I think Whitney has been a really, she's been a, a big acid in this yeah. whole, I mean, we, we started this together, you know, um, out of love for each other, admiration for each other, out of, you know inspirational elements from different bands and music and life and everything um but i totally she inspires me so much and i think i do the same for her and Mm. um she also catches me on my shit so she's like hey you didn't do that and you didn't finish that and you said you would and i'm like oh yeah i need to do that so she's been the good um force behind me pushing me to like finish the songs that's nice yeah and a great partner to help yeah, I mean, collaborate with it. So I, I've heard about collaborations like that before, and I, I, I personally think it's rare. At least it hasn't been in my life. I haven't had a lot of people who have, you know, called me out for what I said I would do and didn't. And I think that's yeah. that could be great. What an asset! It is. I mean, it, it's fr- it, it can be frustrating at times because you're like, God, just like mm-hmm. let me be. <laughs> but then, at the end of the day, it's like, oh no, but I needed that little fire. A little, you know, kick like, hey, do it, get it done. But um, yeah, we collaborate on mostly all the songs, and I always come to her, and she comes to me with an idea. Or she'll send me an idea, um, and then you take it to rehearsal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's usually how we do things. It's like we t- we talk it over first, and then we'll bring it to the the other ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, when did you? Um, how long was it? I guess it was, was it two years before you recorded your first record. Oh, we haven't even recorded a record yet. Oh, you haven't? No. We are in the mix of... We're doing... Must we're figuring that out. Oh, okay. Um, we So what we recorded were demos mm-hmm. that we did with the wonderful Greg Markle over at the Recovery Room, and then we recorded two new songs with Jack um, and Dino, mm. who's um, you know, a awesome human mm-hmm. being engineer producer but um for a movie that we did this summer oh cool and that must be what i'm thinking yeah i may that might be it um there's been a lot i think a lot of talk about recording Mm -hmm. um but i'm sure you know it's like you have to have a relationship you have to feel good about the person that you're going into this that's like talk about a collaborative process Mm -hmm. when you already have something that you've written and you've poured your heart into and you don't get the balance back or that someone's the key key component of listening, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, how are you going to help enhance the sound? Or, and, and it's not even like make it exactly what like what I want, but yeah, enhance it, uh, elaborate, just you know. Off mic, I'll give you a couple but, of recommendations. Oh yeah, please. Especially even from the show, but just being around for a while now, it's like yeah. got got a, a couple of people I can already think of that would do that well for you yeah but it's it it is like it's freaking it's like finding your new lead singer and you're the lead singer i'm not trying to say (laughs) (laughs) i'm replaceable find my replacement Uh, but no it's uh it is it is it's that important yeah and um or maybe it's like finding your next drummer yeah you know 
I mean, it's just that person has to be uh, able to, like you said, listen, but also just interpret you in the way yeah. that you want to be interpreted and hopefully elevate you from what you think you can do. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's really nice when you can find somebody, whether it be, you know, a loving relationship, a creative relationship, a friendship, a, that someone can help mm. facilitate your your progress or your you know as a human or artist or whatever but yeah that somebody can can be there to support you but also like push you and you know Mm. like whitney just like come on Mm -hmm. fucking do it or (laughs) do it better and make you better yeah yeah and usually from my experience and from the the bad experiences i've had the good producers like just they know how to do that without you know, upsetting you. Yeah. I mean, that's like the last thing they should want to do. Yeah. There are those that will try it though. Push your buttons. Yeah. Stir it up a little bit. I just found like the most intellectual ones that I've ever met or worked with are also very empathetic and Mm -hmm. sensitive themselves. Yeah. So they, they, you know, have a different kind of mindset about how to, um, positively influence the artist as opposed to like, you know, yeah. Write them. Yeah. <laughs> True. But, yeah, so we're just, we're in the process of working, working towards that. How many songs do you have ready? Wait, we've, we've got a good chunk yeah. of songs. Yeah, because I mean, you've been playing a lot of shows, so. Yeah, and, and that's another thing, I'm, I, we love playing the song, our songs, we've got, you know, a pretty solid set, I think, but now it's time to we have been incorporating our newer songs and that's actually the best part to play. I mean, the best part about writing new songs Mm. is just playing them even when they're raw and they're still not developed, but like what a better way to test them out than a live performance. Sometimes it tells you that maybe they are developed. Yeah. Maybe you just need to leave them where you thought they were unfinished. I know it's weird. You just, yeah, you never. that's why live Live performance is so important. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just going to shows, playing shows, or performances, dance, movies, film. I mean, I just said that movies, film, um, music, all of that. It's like it, they just inform you. Well, that's actually one so of the much. things I wanted to touch on too. Is that um, I was going to go into the to, um, you know, having that in common as artists. That um, I mean, to me, the performance is was is 50% of it if yeah. not more like i i just you know the writing is 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 the intellectual half of it but the performance is the gratifying half of it and, yeah. and um and if if it were weren't for the performance i wouldn't i don't know what kind of writing i'd be doing it would probably be it probably wouldn't even be be music i don't know yeah. you know but you do um i thought it was really interesting to see everything that you're involved in from dance to film to Thunder Pussy. So mm. what, uh, where did you go off into the film, <laughs> uh, production category? Mm. I'm obsessed with film. Mm. I'm like, I've always, I mean, as a kid, I, I wanted to be an actress. Like, mm. I wanted to be in film. I just, I love, I love sets. I love the production of it all and 
um, the cameras and getting behind the lens and in front of the, you know. Mm. Um, but I started to get into it more so here because of choreography. So doing my choreography for commercials or music videos. And music videos were really fun because I'm incorporating it all. Mm-hmm. Music, dance, film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to just kind of mess around with friends and make like little shorts or whatever. Um, and then I started to get really serious about it. Like, oh, my eye for movement is more directed for how it would be if it were framed behind a lens or um, how many bodies could fit in this small amount of space and like what are the other elements, whether it be fog or light or confetti or something, Mm -hmm. like how would that uh, inform the movement or inform the body shifting in the space or... um, Yeah, I don't know. I Seattle has been an incredible place for me because Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been able to do it all here. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. and I wouldn't necessarily be able to do that in Idaho. Um, I mean, every place is kind of progressing and shifting right now, but um, I love Seattle so much. Like, I really have been able to, I think, come into come into my my own and and experiment so Mm. I think that's the biggest that's the most important part about any sort of art form is being able to feel like you you can experiment Mm -hmm. and there are some epic fucking failures (laughs) you're like oh shit I will never do that again yeah that was I can't believe that is still up on their site or you know like I can't believe that's going to be seen for the rest of my life or something like that but at the same time, it's a different way of informing yourself of how to be better <laughs> what you need to do. Yeah, I feel like recording a <laughs> studio record should be nothing to you in comparison. I mean, that's a big deal, recording a studio record, don't get me wrong. And it's yeah. arduous and enjoyable, but, you know, uh, if you <laughs> shooting um, even a five-minute video... It's probably twice the work. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I really, I love that. Like, being on the, we just filmed, uh, we just did a movie this summer called Danger Diva. Mm. And um, we shot the whole month of August. And, you know, they're 12 to 14 hour days. Right. And sometimes you're just sitting in here and makeup for three hours. And then you go and you shoot part of the scene and then they don't need you for a minute and then they bring everybody else in or you know it's a lot of waiting and sitting but uh I'm such a brain like I'm always in my brain Mm -hmm. so the moments when I'm sitting down or like I'm never bored (laughs) I'm just constantly thinking about okay what what's happening next or how can I make that work differently or maybe I should try that or um and I just like being in that atmosphere. Yeah. I'm, I don't do well, like, sitting down at a desk doing something, you know, I, I can't be on the computer for very long. Right, or right. Like, <laughs> um, just, there are certain things I know about myself and yeah. that I know I love to do. It doesn't bother me. And some people are like, I could not sit, like, I couldn't, I couldn't go and do that and sit down and have my makeup done for three hours or well, what about work music, video costume. editing though? Like, yeah. Are, do you, do you get lost in that or is that hard to sit through too? In the editing? Yeah. Um, sometimes I can get a little lost in that. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think that your your eyes play tricks on you a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I can get stuck on something for a long time. Right. That, does that? I don't it know does. I've sense, I've but... done too, and I I hate I hate it. Yeah, I'm not it's much not of me, a. But I've I'm not an editor. Yeah. I'm not like a. I couldn't do that. Like I'm not a. Yeah, I'm more of the performance part of it mm-hmm. versus the sit back, cut, trim, splice. Right. I'd be like, okay, God, I need to go move. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> so who do you work but, with, like, for your productions? Um, which like. For just like the gen- music videos you've done and. Oh, um, we've worked with our good friend Cheryl Lettis. She Edis Edis. Um, she used to work a lot with like World Famous, who I've done like commercial work with. Oh. Okay. Actually, she got me my first commercial job with them weirdly enough um and then she and this um gentleman named sam kelly they were the first to approach us about music videos so we've worked a lot with them oh okay um as individuals and as a duo uh, but um yeah and then i just did a, a dance film with this woman named carrie robinson who helped with our welcome to the disco music video and it's weird it's like this crazy web yeah of connections you know of course yeah but not really a specific production company because it seems like everyone's kind of everyone's a bit of freelance right in the production world yeah from an outside point of view that's kind of what it looks like. i could be wrong but right yeah unless you're working with a getty or something yeah, like that exactly yeah and even but, then all those all those people were either before freelance or still on the side. Yeah, do, do other freelance. Yeah. Um, but then the choreography-wise, I, I work a lot with um, a local photographer, videographer, director here, um, and her name is Haley Young, mm-hmm. and she's just... She's the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love the way her brain works, and I think we, we work really well together because I... I I mean, I'm sure you know. You like sit down. You're like, I totally, I understand you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds complex, but I think I figured it out. <laughs> you made it. Sound yeah, easy. I think I think <laughs> that's right. I think I get you. But um, she's an exceptional director. She's I, God, her brain is always on fire. But um, yeah, and she's a great photographer. Uh huh. So. But yeah, I don't know specific production companies it's so funny I, there are all these questions that in my mind like previous to meeting you that I thought you know previous to this conversation that I would ask that now like I no longer feel that necessary <laughs> to ask like um like about your stage performance and you know, just hmm. interesting things like that that what popped you... came to mind when I saw you perform, but no, I, I don't feel the need to ask it anymore. Mm. It's like I got, and maybe it's visceral too. I mean, maybe it's yeah. part of like being, it you know, uh, in a, uh, in the same room and in conversation. Yeah. So it might not translate to like the podcast. Yeah. But like, it, you know, when you see your friend perform, and then you're just like, oh, of course they're doing that. Yeah. Because that's them. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like. Just having a, a you know, forty minute chat with you, I'm like, oh, of course she performs like that. That's her. <laughs> I do. I do There's have no to mystery say. To it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when we played, we ended our tour in my hometown uh-huh. in Sun Valley. Oh, cool. And 
Yeah, it was. It was very cool. Yeah. I like. I was kind of nervous, but not really. I. But just seeing all of these people that I've known my whole life, yeah. um, and some parents and kids I used to babysit who are now <laughs> older. Are you like what yeah. the fuck? But um, people coming up to me and being like, "God, you were meant to do this." Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh my God, I'm so happy I'm finally seeing you and doing this. Like, uh, duh. And me kind of t- taking it in and thinking, whoa, weird. I, I, you, I don't see me through your lens. Right. And listening to it and being like, whoa, that is pretty cool that you. It's pretty much the that, most I, I reassuring <laughs> and comforting thing yeah. anyone could ever say to you. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, it's like the scene in Hook where. The little boy comes up to Peter and he's like, oh, there you are, Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's he's like, right. I found you. You found yourself. Right. Right. Oh, that's that's my good. favorite scene. Yeah, though. no, you're right. Another, another big loss. I Robert know. Williams. Way I know. to go. Wait, I know. Sorry. Damn it. I know. I'm going to go cry in my pillow. Today. God damn it. Let's just go watch Hook. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's go no. watch Hook and, and uh, turn off the sound and make it. David, all David Bowie music. God, yeah. <laughs> David Bowie is playing on repeat in the van right now, though. But I, I, something though you just said stage presence, and um, I was just thinking about the other ladies that I I get to be with all the time, and that we were joking about how they're kind of like our alter egos, uh-huh. you know, like it's definitely us, right. but it's us two. A totally different degree. Crank to eleven. Yeah. Yeah. And um. And how important that is to channel. Mm. And I'm like, for instance, I have no clue what's going to happen when I go on that stage. I have mm. ideas of what I want, movement wise, or if I've already choreographed, you know, people in the audience or people on the stage or over in the corners or whatever. Like that, I know is set, but that's the magic of performance like you never really know what the fuck is going to happen mm. and like even with Whitney or Leah or Lena um, everyone kind of becomes somebody different even though they are who they are yeah do you know what I mean yeah it's, it's a total it's just, exercise yeah. of, a, of a different dimension of, of oneself that's why boring musicians are boring <laughs> yeah because they're not doing that damn yeah boring and that's okay too because you know? sometimes they're just all about the music and I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. There's room for it, but it's no, I, I like to get you know I like to get it all out on stage and I like to see people getting it all out. I yeah. always have. Yeah. It True. improves the music to me. It doesn't make up it doesn't distract from it. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you are do you feel like your life and your music or your day-to-day are separate or do you try to keep everything I keep do you think one thing influences the other no matter what one thing yeah that the latter Mm -hmm. um music is on my mind more than anything else and I every thought that I have I practically every thought that I have I try to translate into music Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work yeah 
but it's the it's the <laughs> it's ritual. probably good that it doesn't always right? work <laughs> it's the ritual of it yeah. yeah um so i don't know if that's too simplistic of an answer but i mean yeah. that's just what it is for me i i i and i love i love it i i can't imagine being anything else at this point in my life yeah me neither i was just thinking like i had a very dramatic moment the other day you know <laughs> sitting by myself and contemplating life (laughs) and um and thinking like what else would I do if I wasn't wasn't able to move my body or perform in front of people and um perform with people I mean Mm -hmm. it's it's such a shared experience like you can't really have one without the other it's true um and I was just thinking about how different choices I could have made like where would I be now or like what would but what I but I can't I can't do anything else you know like I I just I couldn't I that's one of the worst questions I ever like I was like I die I was like I'll fucking die if I get well and it's just it's such a downer too (laughs) you know it's just like well and people get it like people who live um, for lack of a better term, like ordinary, you know, nine to five yeah. career life, which for some people are it's is great. Perfect, yeah. I mean, my wife does it. And it's it's an absolute necessity in our life. Yeah, that, that that's being done. But um, you know, pe- there are people who live those lives. Not every, not all of them, but it always comes from somebody in a in a career life. That, and there's many that I know of that are super pissed at me hmm. for living an artist's life. And, yeah. and I feel it and I hate, and I, and I'm not really mad at them, but it's like the worst thing that I ever doubt in myself Yeah, is that sometimes I wonder if they're right. Like if I should be doing that, <laughs> and I know, like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'd be ruined at this point. <laughs> <laughs> He probably would be dead. No, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just really yeah. not good at anything yeah. else. You know? Not yeah. that how for however good I am at music, I wouldn't be and I wouldn't be good that good at anything else. Whatever yeah. le- level of good that is. And yeah. Yeah, and I there's no answer. Like I don't know what else I would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, us uh, us uh so us lost youngest <laughs> artists. Lost youngsters. The, youngest, the babies. The, the, the lost babies. babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better than being the baby of the family that's lost in drugs or, you know, yeah. addiction or whatever. I yeah. mean, that's like a whole nother cliche. That's a whole nother path. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's Ooh, what we'd be doing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's where I'd be. Ooh. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot yeah. of fun. And uh, there's some people where I feel like you just get really far along with them
Isn't she great? She asked me like one of the best questions I've been asked about music since I can't remember when. And uh, here that's supposed to be my job, but she did it best. And I'm appreciative of that. Thank you, Molly. Go check out Thunder Pussy. See him live at Sasquatch. When is that? February? March? April? It's coming. Go check it out. I'm sure you'll find it out if you like to go to festivals, as you do. I, as you know, I don't uh, from that episode. But if you enjoy it, go see them. And you can also find links to them, to Thunder Pussy and their music, in the music description section of this podcast, as well as on our Twitter page, which has the handle at right behind us, spelled with a W. We're also going to be hosting our uh, episodes off of our Twitter page using SoundCloud. So you could just stick to Twitter. That's fine with me. Uh, go support them. Help them by buying their music where you can. And when you do, that affords them to be able to make more of it for you. You can find pics of our guests on my Instagram page, which has the handle BD and the Sheiks. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Give us a review if you're using iTunes. We could use that. Uh, four to five stars that's what we're going for and it helps us continue to interview and bring you more amazing minds with that i'll say until the next episode